Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is September 29th, 2015. And yes, we are on today with the Bright Side with Technicia. So I'm so glad to have you on. Today with me is a wonderful lady who has been through the spiritual battle, and I mean fighting it, the demons and all, and we all probably have experienced that in our lifetime. She is a spiritual pilgrim, a yogi mystic, heart mouth, life and coach, and a light energy healer, and we'll explain all of those. Here with me today is Jasmina Argrillo. Um, sure, if I said it right, sure, because I want to make sure I always pronounce someone's name right. And her book, Mirror of My Soul, Sanctum of My Heart, is a spiritual memoir and inspiring and inspiring treatises on how heart, um, resonant intuition and resilience can get you past the tough times and into the thrive times. So please stay tuned in. Have your heart open, your ears open, because this could be something that's right now attacking you, and you might just need that little opening. Do call in at 347-426-3751, and we're going to bang Jasmina on. Jasmina, how are you today? I am just fine today, and every day is a day for me to set my intention for the day. And my intention today is to go for it today and uh, be blessed with the gratitude and the grace to be emanate that to others and everything I think, do, and say. So I am very much looking forward to connecting with everyone. And I, I deeply honor the soul gift we all have that exists within our life story and that we are bringing forth today. So thank you. You're so welcome. It's a pleasure to have a woman on who's been through so much. And we'll probably get a little bit into that, but we don't want to dread too much on it. But um, first and foremost, uh, why did you write the mirror of my soul, thank you for my heart? Who are you dedicating your story to? In, in 2012, when I began writing the book, I was at a crossroads in my life. And I had been living in Los Angeles after spending most of my life in Maine. So I was really looking to rediscover my purpose uh, and to really connect in a deeper level with my spirit because we're always evolving within our spirit. So I recognize I'm in a new stage now. So uh, what happened was that the book itself uh, started coming through me uh, I was waking up at 3 a.m. in the morning, and I had sentences and paragraphs coming through. And it seemed like no matter what I did in my life on my other projects, they would not bear fruit. They wouldn't manifest. Uh, so I, I, I knew then that I had to write this book, and that's the next step of my mission. Um, what I, like when we need help, 
uh, I realized I needed support from someone else, that I needed help with the writing. I'd never written a book before. So as uh, intuition will guide us, a friend uh, eventually called me one day and she said that uh, she knows this wonderful man named Tom Bird, and he's a true author whisperer. So I said to my spirit, I said, well, okay, if I'm supposed to write this book and this guy's supposed to be really good, then he needs to pick up the phone so I'll really trust this, you know, because I have trust issues from my, you know, childhood too. So he was he was on the other end of the phone. We had a chat. He said, you're going to channel this book through you. I'm going to help you, uh, and it's not going to take very long. So that's exactly what I did. Uh, and my message of the book was really for me first, to heal myself, uh, to to pick up the threads of my soul's message and lessons running through my life and bring it to wholeness so that I can act out of that in the now, today. And the other part of the book is that the healing is for other folks uh, to experience the same. So I have uh, my readers are coming to me and saying things like, as I'm reading your story, I'm experiencing healing and other levels of my life, and thank you, thank you. Um, I did have a profound meeting recently with a woman in Los Angeles who has is recovering from stage four of breast cancer. And while she was reading the book, uh, she had an out-of-body spiritual experience that was very healing for her. So it was the sweetest um, heart connection to uh, actually embrace her uh, physically and and acknowledge the gift of spirit that is uh, in all of us to empower us. So thank you. That's a great question. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. Um, so have you ever, you have experienced, out-of-body experiences, haven't you? Oh, yes. Yes. Wow. What it, where, yeah. where are some of the places that you went when you went there? Because I have had guests that say they have traveled and actually seen themselves land in the bed and went countries. Yes. Oh, we all have an intuitive connection, what I call quantum reality. Uh, if you keeping. Uh, the, the quantum sciences and now are acknowledging uh, there's a power behind everything and there's an order behind the chaos, the seeming chaos on the outside. Uh, so I, that's a gift we all have. And we receive intuitive connections throughout the day um, in many ways. But I want to say I, I do have out-of-body experiences uh, in realms of light. Uh, what my my interest is to be in the state of unconditional love. So I'm not exploring uh, the lower dimensions of the astral world. And I have had experiences there, but the most important thing is to connect with what I call the divine light. And that's the highest source of all. I did have a near death experience in my life, uh, which is in my book. I do write about that, which changed the course of my life too. And I hope it changed others' lives too. Once they get their hands on it, we'll tell you where you can get um, Jasmine a book. And I just love your name. It's, it, it's so beautiful, though, because it's not just Jasmine, but Jasmine. I like it. Like, it means yeah. something. This is very important. I do. I love it. So, Jasmine, oh, you write, yes. um, in particular for this book, what is your writing style? Oh, my writing style is very feeling-oriented uh, and intuitive, you it's at times playful and very direct at the same time. 
so it's like you can it, it's in it's in my voice uh at times really a speaking voice as well so it's it's not at all intimidating it's a non-judgmental style as well okay yeah. but it's 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 very warming though when you read it it's yeah. very warm it's touching it's straight to the point yeah. it's no nothing negative about the book at all and I hope other readers find that as well. Where did where did you get the idea for the title? <laughs> oh, that was a, that was quite an adventure. Uh, I worked with Tom Bird on that, but I had many titles. And it's interesting because when you write a book as an author, uh, the title I don't start with the title for me. It's sort of an intuitive process. But uh, I was I was really gra- going around with my a notebook and my friends and saying okay, give me all these titles, and, and I had about 50 of them, and finally I went back to Tom and I said, give me a hint, please, and he said, mirror, and it's exact right on, and so the rest of the title, um, The Heart, Sanctum of the Heart, I do, I help people get in touch with the intuitive power of their heart to bring healing and transform stress in the moment in their life, and it's, the heart connection is a very big part of the book, the, the power of that, and that how that transformed my life uh, through illness and divorce and uh, trauma. So that's a really this title is perfect for the book, and it, it was a process. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I bet it was. That you, hey, the main thing is you started and you actually finished it, so that's a good thing. And I'm glad that it is in plenty of people's hands. I hope around the world because it's something that we all need that we think that no one is going through and that's what I like about your book because real experiences from a real person who can tell you up front hey I'm not the only one who go down the spiritual journey you can too and we all can battle that you might don't even know that you're battling it right now um as far as it goes with the cover whose idea was that oh the cover okay that's great yeah that's a great cover. cover That is actually the Hope Diamond. Now, I had I had an experience. Sometimes spirit will take extraordinary measures to get our attention. So this was years ago now, uh, before a couple of years before I wrote the book. And I had uh, met my fiancé in Australia. And this, um, so I was in this little town outside of Melbourne in the, in the mountain area called Callista. And I'm I'm in this five and dime store, and all of a sudden, and there's hardly any people in the store. Me, my fiance, and the uh, customer service person. Uh, so all of a sudden, I'm looking through these rack of clothes, really inexpensive, you know, t-shirts and things, and I feel an energy behind me, and I turn around, and there's a woman standing about a foot and a half away from me. It startled me. She said, "She says I have a, a message for you. Spirit wants you to get your." message of hope out to the world in a bigger way than you have. And that just astounded me. And uh, she read me. She knew where I was in South America. I, I've been uh, experiencing healing treatments there through another organization. And uh, she, it just blew me away. And so I made a promise to myself that I would get the courage of <laughs> the resilience and actually eventually find a way to do that. And I did through the book. Uh, so that's um, really, you know, the, the spirit connection we have. We'll take extraordinary means for those of us who need that. Now, I'm not a, 
I'm not an extremely extroverted person, so the thought of bringing my message onto the world stage was rather intimidating for me. Um, and I, I think I needed the shock treatment, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> so we, we have all kinds of earth angels about us that are right. helping us. Yes. And, do. Um, and I'm very, yes. And I think that's why I'm glad to have you here because it's going to help others to grow, grow into that love, grow into that spirituality that we all have been seeking for all my spirituality seekers out there. This just so perfect for them, Jasmina, just to hear this. And um, first and foremost, because I think your book is so empowering and it takes strength to find that. Um, can you give us an answer to how do we find our own empowerment? We ask, you sh- ask, and you shall receive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, always ask, and you will always receive. But you have to be open to receiving. You have to want to have that interconnection. And what I do is I help people make it very quickly through the heart. So you have the physical heart, you have the energetic heart. Science has proven the connection, but when we feel a spiritual or a positive emotion, the heart is picking up uh, this information first and then sending it to the brain rather than when we have a brain reaction to whatever's going on in our environment. And that's, that has a downward, that message is sent downward to the heart and in our reaction. Uh, it's not the same. Spiritual emotions are directly related to the heart. And there's a process you can start uh, with your intention and your breath. Uh, start connecting with the intuitive heart really quickly to transform stress in the moment and access that intuitive intelligence that we all have. That's a really simple explanation, but it's very effect- It's very powerful and very fast. Yes. <laughs> I like that well, question. Hey, I, oh, well, thank you. And I definitely like your response. I sure do. Tell yeah. us, Jasmina, tell us more about your soul connection to help healing your family's lineage. Yeah. Well, we can do that. We can bring healing at the spiritual level or the quantum level, if you have it. It's another way we could describe it. Uh, through our actions today, through our intention. Uh, through our prayer, and we make it easier for those who are coming into our lineage uh, to have a more positive experience, to be more empowered. We actually change the DNA within our family lineage, within ourselves. But this happens at the collective level, the unseen level, and we can't see it, but it is happening in science has is in the process now proving that relationship. For instance, if we have, you know, have an experience when you're, when someone is stressed and you're around them, you start getting stressed, you start feeling that sort of emotional virus have it. It, it is a type of virus, um, but it's actually being passed energetically within your energetic field. Uh, so that field is, is at the quantum level. And uh, we... Through our loving intention, we can help heal those uh, aspects in our lineage. For instance, um, if there's a habit of substance abuse, that can be healed uh, within ourselves. 
uh, and help our lineage so that they're more, the folks who come into our lineage are more empowered. So it's, very, it's a very uh, expansive healing experience, more than we can uh, know through our, our mind. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm definitely grasping on that. I mean, because, I mean, you have come from, you have been through the trials and tribulations, as I said before. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, with your mother, and that's a, that's a toll uh, as, as a child anyhow. How did your mother's yeah. undiagnosed mental illness affect you? These are the. This is what I came to heal, bring healing to, and share that with others. Um, well, you can imagine, I have trust issues, right? You think uh, she was uh, an undiagnosed bipolar. She was at times very abusive, just very erratic, uh, and anxiety issues. And I also have self-esteem issues. And so that this is a lifetime task. These are my soul lessons that I came in to learn and to help other people uh, bring the the confidence and the love to move to move out of that to heal themselves. So I think that we our souls work out in the world uh, that we have to go through certain experiences in order to really uh, to use those lessons. We have to go through them. And so resilience is a big theme. I had to bring in experience my resilience as well and to grow through that. But as I said, all along the way, we do have support from people around us in unexpected ways at times. Yes. Ryan, that takes, mm-hmm. that takes strong courage just to do that. And I couldn't imagine that for any child, but I know there are some people I know of that have been through so much worse and you be thankful just for every little thing that you do have because you don't know who's going through what. So I, yeah. I say kudos. I say kudos to you, Jasmina, to, to go through that, to bear that and as a child and look at you now. You're strong-minded, brilliant, yeah. smart, beautiful, inside oh and my out. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. You're we so all have welcome. that inside. Well, thank you. We all have that inside us. And mm-hmm. sometimes it can take time, you know, and it's right. a process. Yes. Oh, it is. But we must it is and we must we must reach out to others as well. We have the inner life connecting to spirit of also reaching out uh in service. It's kind of like, Oh, I want more love in my life. Well, I'm going to go out there and find a friend, you know. I'm going to love somebody, however I do that. Uh, so, really, it's we, we have to take self-responsibility for right. eventually, yeah. Yes. And you, and, you have to take, and you have to take the risk. You have to be willing to do yes. that. that yes. That's the only way you're going to be able to find out what's actually going on. If you, you don't want to step out there, then you'll never know. Um, now, you refer to your mother as your first grade teacher, why? Yes. She set the stage for what I came here to do and to learn. Okay. I learned through contrast. And I, my task, and a lot of, it's very important right now, is to bring order out of chaos. And we all have to do that to some extent. But that was my task, and to help other people bring order out of chaos. And as a, as a 
a life coach and doing spiritual healing, that's exactly what I'm doing is helping people bring order to the chaos that's around them. It's so important right now that we stay very uh, strong within our spirit connection, that we act out of that. Uh, and so I, I just, I can't say it <laughs> any stronger, but that it's so important right now uh, that we empower ourselves and stay in our power. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, Jasmina, um, really, let's talk about really your connection to the spirit. How did it help you in your childhood, though? And I said, we have a natural connection. The contrast of my outer life uh, in my environment, because my mom, was it drove me inward. And and that experience, I I that was my safety. I went I would go to bed at night sometimes, and you know I could hear my my mother when she was out of control was uh, sometimes violent, and I could hear my dad wrestling with her on the floor at night, and I uh, I touch on this in my book, and I would snuggle under my covers and I could hear angelic singing. I felt angelic presences around me and I learned I took refuge in that uh, I have to say I had a split in my outer outer reality because the inner reality was very is very beautiful so I would retreat there but the task in my life was to heal that split to bring the inner reality and have it in my outer reality does that make sense yeah I'm kind of I'm kind of grasping it you know I, it don't take me too long to really understand something, but yes, I'm on the same page with you, Jasmina. Yeah, I had to create my the heaven I wanted. I had to learn how to create it in my life, and really, and and heal uh, to be able to break through the anxiety and the trust issues, you know, and so forth. To really to reach yeah. out. And it's been quite a journey right. in doing that, and to believe in myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That takes time. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Because it's. Oh man, when it comes to trust issues, that's a. It is. It's a big thing because, uh, you know, you have got some people who you think you can trust, and then they look like they're stabbing in the back. So it's really hard, and it's hard to open up to someone because you don't know who will trust you, and everybody who said it for you is not for you. That's why you have to be careful. You can be shaking your hands with the snake right next to you and don't even know it. I just told you all my business, and now my business is everywhere else. So, yeah, I do understand that. I, I do. I, yeah. I'm really, that's I said, I'm on the same page with you on that, Just mean I am. Yeah, and, I mean, I live in L.A., and there's a lot of that happening, um, <laughs> as you can imagine, uh, in the entertainment uh, business as well. Uh, so, what we really, we have to be very strongly connected to our inner self, to our spirit connection through that. And never shut our heart down. But uh, we, have to, we have to get in touch with our own innocence. Do you know what I'm saying? And that in the mm-hmm. innocence in others as well. So there's that aspect of them that, that is pure, that is innocent. And to see beyond into that, uh, it doesn't mean that we have to uh, give our power over to someone else. Uh, for instance, like you know, I, I, I get this 
and Los Angeles people want to market something to me, and I'm going to do this, and and I can tell, and I'm listening, and while well, it's great, it's, uh, but that's, they're not going to follow through on that. So that's like a that's a that's an intuition, uh, and and I don't have to, you know, I've got I've learned lessons around that. <laughs> so <laughs> right, <but> we, <laughs> right. I've lost money on. So we have to. We cannot shut our heart down in love. That's the most important thing. We have to use our savvy too. Yeah. Okay. But even when we are betrayed, there's a lesson there. So I have a, a betrayal this part in my book. I won't go into it, but that was I, I experienced that at a very deep level. Uh, so that's uh, those are lessons as well. <laughs> those experiences. And betrayal yeah. is sometimes betrayal could be the number one sin. It looks like it's all the downfall, and that it's hard to come over that stump when you feel that you have encountered that moment with someone that maybe you put all your trust into. Now, I feel that you um, betrayed me. How do I overcome that? You know, but as just meant to say, yes. there is a chapter, and you will be able to find that and get those answers and seek one. It takes time because it sounds yes. so weird, and it sounds so weird when you hear from others, and it has been on my previous shows. But you have to forgive yourself yes. in order to forgive someone else. And it sounds so weird. Right. Why do I have to forgive myself? You forgive yourself for all the thoughts and the bad things that you are thinking about doing in regards to getting that revenge or lashing out on someone. You have That's to forgive right. yourself. Right. And it, yeah. and it sounds so weird. It does. That's the weirdest thing. Or oh, I have to forgive that person who hurt me. And I never could understand that because I've been through that part in my life, Jasmina. Why do I have to forgive this person? They're the one who did wrong. I don't want. Yeah. I don't understand that. You know, you don't want to forgive. Well, in order to in order to get forgiveness, you got to give it too. You got it's it's a it's a two way that one way street. So yeah, I know that's hard and, for people to understand. But I, and even if in forgiveness, that never means condoning something. But we all have something right. to be forgiven for anyway, right? I mean, right, we, right. we betray people. Um, we may not know we are, but they experience it that way. So you, like, like you said, forgiveness is the most powerful spiritual frequency because it's related to compassion. Uh, and that can help, that's going to heal our world. That will keep us right. all locked in the environment, too. That's the most important uh, frequency we can bring on a, to, for ourselves. In humanity right now, and in our lives with with our loved ones too. So like, yeah, right. that's great. The whole betrayal, forgiveness, betrayal, forgiveness. Yes, that's a, that's a task, huh? A process. But what I find sometimes, what is unforgivable, is to turn it over to spirit to help you again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm struggling like this. I have a desire. I want to let this go, and uh, but to turn it over to spirit. And and really receive the help for it because we we right. can't that higher power we need that we have to partner with that we can't do that in our small in our you know uh, it's just you know our heart right. our heart connection spirit will, will will help us with that but the intention is the prayer too so yeah it's exactly and I was thinking about one of the movies Tyler Perry had did um, about a couple of years ago. It was Diary of a Mad Black Woman. And in one of the scenes, 
um, Cicely Tyson played, and Kimberly, I think Kimberly Lee. Yeah. And she was, she was telling her she, she was asked, She said, "You have to ask for forgiveness." She can't understand that. You know, her husband undid yeah. her wrong, and she said she hurt his feelings. But I, I think the missus is in there just telling her, "You have to ask for forgiveness." Because sometimes we wean away, we we wean away from what God actually wants us to do. See, she yes. had stuck all her attention on being a wife for eighteen years to this one man. But while you were yes. in his wife ten years, did we all the time give our glory to God too? Because we do, and I think that's the purpose yes. of asking for forgiveness. Okay, God, forgive me for everything that I have not done right by you. Because there's sometimes yes. I may have slipped and I have fallen. So that is the purpose of asking for forgiveness. At the same time, and please, I hope anyone out there listening to Jasmine and I today to take that in heed. Ask for forgiveness. Please open your hearts today because I know that you probably don't want to, but please seek that. Um, Jasmine, going on and getting back to you, going on into your teenage years, your spirit connection grew probably a little stronger. Why, why did it take that journey to go underground? I was I grew up in the sixties, seven into the seventies. Um, so I was when I became an adult in nineteen seventy six. So I had sixties, seventies. I uh between my outer environment, my home environment and what I experienced <laughs> I my best friend had a nervous breakdown when I was a teenager. Um, the assassinations of President Kennedy, Martin Luther King uh, Robert Kennedy, I, I I was disillusioned and shocked. I thought that God had abandoned us uh, to our insanity, really, the chaos. So I, uh, I inwardly was in a state of abandonment. And at that time, I it helped, alcohol helped with that to ease the pain of it. Uh, and eventually, I think marijuana, and I had to work to get off those <laughs> both those substances to really let them go completely. But uh, that happened later on in my twenties. But I, I actually had again uh, what I call my <laughs> spirit shock treatment. <laughs> it's something I write about in the book. But a, a spirit being appeared appeared to me in my room, and I won't say any more. That when I was nineteen years old, it changed the course of my life. So sometimes in the spirit world. Uh, it can manifest uh, mm-hmm. from the in, into into a physical form. So that is uh, what I call a, a sort of a, a spirit trying to get my attention because I was going down a really uh, not good path for me. I was also wow. ill all the time, oftentimes sick with I uh, wasn't taking care of myself. And um, right. so, yeah, that we God. we are so loved. You're so loud. Right. We are. God knows. He knows he tried to save us, but see, you the one who is listening. And I want people to stay bonded to this show and stay tuned in because we're not going anywhere. We're going to come back with Jasmina. We're going to talk a little bit more about this spiritual journey and everything because you could also be a walking time bomb and don't even know it yourself. So please stay tuned. Do not touch that dial. Yeah. Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog Talk Talk Radio, baby. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. 
I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. We're back with Jasmina on the air, an international odyssey who's offering her healing and her wander through her book, Mirror of My Soul, Sanctum of My Heart. And as I said, Jasmine has been through it all as a child. She has sensed it. Others might couldn't have seen what she could have seen, but God has been with her ever since, holding on to her, and that's amazing. God can get you at a, whatever age. It don't matter. He can get you at 50, 60. He, he's ready when he knows that you are ready. And sometimes as a child, that's the best time he'll grab you. And, she, and I mean, her mother going through her illness um, as a teen, her friend suffered from a mental breakdown. This is a lot. This woman has been through the ups and downs and the comeback strong, fighting, powerful, punching like Rocky all through part one through four. That's a, that is a bad woman, and she knows about resilience, and she's here to share that with you. She knows about the joy of buoyancy and a life filled with spiritual blessings, and I'm just getting all the chills from her, makes me want to shed tears because, <laughs> you know, we... You know, we go through so much and we don't know how to express it, but you have the courage, Jasmina. You expressed it and um I mean, you even been through a brain tumor that nearly killed you, but you made your yeah. fight back to retain that. Um yeah. what was what was that ordeal like for you? Because I don't think none of us could actually imagine. Oh gosh. You know, so even when I found out I had a brain tumor, I know this it's like I can remember coming home from school. My mother, you know, would be there and in her nighttime watching soap operas. And, and they, when they want to kill someone off, they give them a brain tumor or a car accident in the soap operas back then. But uh, um, it was I, – I never thought I would ever experience anything like that in my life. But I will say that I did have the near-death experience uh, in the recovery of that and the surgery, the recovery – it opened me uh, to my spiritual connection in a, in a way I can't even describe in words, but it was also intense suffering, physically, emotionally, and mentally. And it, as, as I mentioned so much, uh, the spirit connection saved my life and it opened my intuition. But I actually, I had to redo it. I had to learn how to walk again. Uh, I had some speech, language uh, emotional trauma, you would imagine, and cognitive issues that uh, I was healing from. It's been quite a while now. 2001 is when that happened, and we can we can rebuild our brains. We can reconnect uh, our neural circuitry of our 
brains, and I learned how to use the power of my heart uh, through my intuition uh, to do that a very uh, over the years. It took me a couple of years to really to get off all the meds. Uh, I, I didn't have to have seizure meds anymore. I learned how to control my pain, and it all came back. I fully recovered from that, but it was a process of a learning experience, and it. Had that not have happened to me, this is a big paradox because I I wouldn't be where I am today with all the gifts, you know, had that not have happened. So I I learned, I bless it, and I let it go. And I've been able to help other people in similar situations because of that. So thank you. That's a, uh, even to this day, yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think nobody, I don't know if they can overcome that, but you did, and amen for that, amen for you, Jasmina. Um, yes, thank throughout you. Your, you're welcome. Throughout your book, you'll find that living in a multi-dimensional reality is the theme here. Um, yes. How does, the spirit, how does the spirit make its present known to all of us? Because I don't know if all of us can actually see that that spirit, or maybe some of us can. We just hard headed. We don't like to listen. Ah, that's a great question. We don't need some of us. We don't need such shock treatment. Uh, we get messages all the time. Uh, for instance, if you ask a spirit, "I need help with something in your life," uh, you will start getting uh, an answer to those prayers. And that may come through someone else. It may come through something that you read. And you might hear what I call the still small voice of the heart. Uh, you know, you'll hear it through your own intuition. It will seem like it's yourself, but it's your higher intuition uh, connection to spirit. So there's many ways that that can come through. Through dreams as well. Uh, so you, we have the connection. What gets in the way of that is our mind, this constant mental processing that goes on and on. You know, we all do it. I do it. I catch myself many times during the day. Uh, so we have to really bring ourselves into some stillness uh, through, you know, however we do that, or the heart connection, through prayer, mm-hmm. uh, go out in nature. How we do that, we've got to make that connection and uh, so that the more still we, become, we can become uh, in the presence of that stillness, God speaks to us. Sure. We can uh, get our prayers out there uh, through that. It's like we have to shut our radio off of the mind so that <laughs> so right. we can tune into spirit and spirit can tune into us and we get it, you know. <laughs> yes. Exactly. This, I do. I will agree with that with you, Jasmina, the spirit talks to you, but you got to turn everything else off. Sometimes he, he could be right yeah. next to you, but you're not listening because you got all the other distractions. Um, kids, <laughs> husband, your friends, the phone yep. ringing, you want to watch television. Yep. And you ain't yep. have all that one-on-one time with you. You sometimes have to go off in an isolated place where you can actually listen because he's probably speaking to you right now and you're just not That's hearing him. Right. He, yeah. And, and that's what I love about our God. Our God is powerful, Jasmine, because he'll keep knocking. He's right at your door yeah. right now. He just wants you to stop being stubborn, and he wants you to open that's that right. door up. 
Yeah. But the opportunity, it's, that opportunity not going to last now. He's not going to probably keep standing at that door. He'll be back. He'll be back. That's, how yeah. God, that's why they say our God is so funny because he's going to come back. I'm not going to stand at this door now all day and wait. I'm going to give you a little time now. Now, when you get yourself yeah. together, I'll be back. Right. He just yeah. waiting on you. Um, so um, tell us about the role of the spiritual teacher and how it helped you personally. The role of spiritual teacher is to be a mirror of our own divine connection. And sometimes the role of the spiritual teacher uh, is to get us in touch with our naughtiness. <laughs> and, you know? <laughs> so we can get a grip on that naughtiness. We'll reflect that back to us, too. <laughs> I think of little kids, you know, they get in trouble. They get in trouble. You know, I have a grown-up right. son. So, yeah. He used to run and hide. So sometimes we run and hide. Hey, look. <laughs> hey, we need we need that little laugh. You got to got to have a little laughter in your life. You do. <laughs> it's the only way you can. Yeah. It's the only way you can make it through the tough times. You do. Um. And yeah, yeah. We're naughty. I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> We're always loved, even as naughty as we are. <laughs> now, through, through your through your spiritual journey, you have had so many pilgr- pilgrimages um, to Mother India to help you grow spiritually. How how did that come about? It came about. And I my I met my one of my spiritual teachers, uh, Sri Anandi Mara, when I was thirty years old in Maine, the state of Maine actually. And I had some desire when I was uh, like twelve years old. I want to be a, I want to be one of the twelve disciples. <laughs> but you know that was a long time ago, so I want to know what it was like to be a disciple, to be devoted. And so uh, I felt that when I met her and. She, we went on a, uh, I had my first spiritual pilgrimage to India. But what I experienced in India, uh, it was just the mother love of God that I couldn't get uh, in my circumstances in the U.S. I had to get out of the culture. I, I think the U.S. culture as a whole, the collective, is more masculine. And I was looking for that. As you can imagine, with my upbringing with my mom I wanted my mother so I had a female teacher and she played the role of mother with me and India did as well so I um we wanted that divine feminine I needed that and I to grow yes very good question yeah oh yes and you know you don't tell them to find those mother figures but when you do hold on to every little bit of it so I'm glad you had yeah someone to help guide you through all this because I know it's not easy not to have your biological mother around you, but at the same time, you did have someone who still had that mother figure and that love for you. It doesn't matter what you have to be a biological person. A mother is someone who's going to love you the same way as a father. You don't have to be your biological parents. Yes, and she's the same age as me, too, so it doesn't even wow. have to be. There's no age necessarily either, so... uh I think, you know, that was an essential part of me. I was stunted without that. I had to have that. So take heart, you know, if you don't have the, you don't have that kind of mother. There's so many mothers out there. They're all over the place. 
And then, of course, they there's are. Divine Mother, too. But, yes, they're there. They are. They're, we they're have, hiding. Yeah. Yeah, those types yeah. of mothers are actually hiding. And you, you don't find those mothers anymore, no offense. But now days, uh, you must have found these parents trying to party with the children. So where are our yeah. big mamas at? We need back our good old big mamas, the grandmothers, who passed just came uh-huh. down with you and gave you those detailed stories about their lives, honey. That started yeah. off with, child, let me tell you, when I was young, this is what <laughs> I did. Those kind that told you to sit down at that table, you better eat all your food. And you better right. not you better not look like you're going to fit you and roll your eyes at them. But we we have lost that value. But hopefully we can find that true youth. That's why I said it takes a really good, strong woman if you find those type of mothers. Um, now, I think also, like, in your book, Jasmina, the readers yes. will be able to discover, they'll be able to discover how to make their life easier and less intimidating through heart resonance and heart time. Now, yeah. what is heart? What is heart time? Heart time is how do you get to heart time? Heart time, heart time is you get there through intention, breath, and a spiritual emotion puts you in heart time. It actually changes your heart rhythms. And when you're in heart time, how to explain? It? When you're in your very center, it can be chaos going on around you, but you are totally within your center. It's a protective field as well. You're in your spirit. You're connected to God and uh, in this state of peace and clarity. That's a, that's a good I'd like to explain that. Uh, to, it's, it's easy. It's not hard to get to heart time. It's not easy to stay there, as you can imagine. We get pulled out all the time. We get pulled out by our reactions all the time. You know, someone cut, I, I, L.A. traffic is like something I've never experienced other than um, Mumbai, you know. Uh, and sometimes if someone cuts me off in traffic and I get really angry and I stay angry, boy, that's like a toxic in my physiology. So I go into heart time. I make sure I go into heart time. So I don't carry right. that, that with me and put that out to other people. So that's what the difference. So we're really... Uh, to, it's easy to get there, as I said, but the challenge is to stay there uh, and to keep going back. We have to keep going back. Does that, does that, does that, I was trying to simplify it, but uh, it's actually no, a that was simple. That, that, that was simple yeah. enough. There was no, it was nothing difficult about what you just said. And yeah. I think that would be a great, um, what can I say, um, I, I can't even think of the word, but that would be something great for someone to actually carry on to them to put in their vision board, you know, have that heart time. Uh, yeah. And you get yeah. great instances where you do get that rage, especially, for instance, when we get out there on that road, God knows that is the most dangerous thing of all, probably more dangerous than flying in an airplane. You don't know who's going to hit you. don't know what's going to happen. I just saw on Facebook one of my friends, his whole front end was just torn up. A woman ran, ran a red light. Thank God he's still here. But she ran a red light. And, I mean, you get this rage. We all get upset. Somebody jumped in front of us. We want to curse them. We want to flip them the finger. And that is a perfect example of not letting your blood pressure run up. It's to have that hard time right in there. Just sit down for yeah. five. Don't go, guys. 
Don't don't close your eyes unless you actually had a red light. No, you don't even have. You don't want you to. You don't have. Right. You could stay. You could be talking to someone to be in hard time. You don't have to close your eyes. But sometimes when you're right. Uh. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. Yeah. It's, right. We don't want but to even close the your subtle, eyes. Right now. Yeah. It's like you if do, you have at, to have that hard time. Yeah. I love, thank I love you. The way you said it. I love the way you called it hard time. You know, that's your one-on-one yeah. time with God. Because when I get in the car, I do. I have to pray. Because you never know what can happen. It's very dangerous, in it? And even pray when you're at work because you have to block all those negative chakras that want to come upon you when you're at work. That's right. And I get them all the time. I listen to people who just look like they just come into work so unhappy. You be like, my God, did you just do you just wake up with the ugliness on your heart and your mind? Like you come yeah. in looking for mess. Go back out. Yeah. If you don't mind, just clock out and go back in. Just go back out. Or don't even clock out. Just go back out and try to come back in, refresh new. Because don't nobody want that. I yes. try to run away from that. I don't I don't like negative. Yes. And I'm a, see, I'm a server, so I don't deal with negative people as much. And if I feel that from even one of my guests, I'd be like, uh, you know what? Yes. I'm going to give you a little time to pull yourself together because I don't want that. Because it breaks. When when someone's negative, Jasmine, and I know you know this, but that when they're negative, oh. it jumps. It feels like it jumps right off onto you. You feel yes. like God done. My day was just going just fine. Now you on and you don't see your negative chakras off on me. Now I got to go around here and bless myself to remove that. And I yes. and I know it might sound weird for most people, even when you prayed up and you try to fight, but it can easily happen. It can, especially when your guards are down. It can happen. It will bounce yes. off on you and. Yeah. Oh, that's why I have, my mother used to always tell me, wear your breastplate of armor. That's what you have to wear. Yeah, the armor of love is very powerful. You know, I should say, mm-hmm. if, Jesus has to go, if Jesus has to go out to the desert, well, where does that leave us? You know, well, we need to really be vigilant all the time. You know, we have to clean our right. house through, we do. through our spiritual practice. We, yeah, How, however we do that, we've got to... To clean ourselves out and take in, uh, take in the light of spirit. Yes, and I think um, that Jesus has to do that. We, what is if he has, you know, in the human body, we really need to a lot. So, yeah. Yeah, and speak. And speaking of Jesus, we know one thing that he might don't like is divorce, but sometimes that happens. And oh, yes. just for you to get over that hump, you know, I had two other. Ladies on, you know, they were uh, first ladies of the church and had to get yeah. divorced and how people look upon you when you get divorced from a pastor. But just to, just to divorce, just to have a divorce, it's, it's heartbreaking. It, no one wants to yeah. go through it. Nobody even wants to hear the word. And and to be honest, my husband and I, we were just talking about that a moment ago because we had our little ups and downs. And he was yeah. telling me, I feel that you wanted to get divorced. And I said, wait a minute. Divorce is the last option. If anything else, yeah. we're going to try to work through this, but it's the last option. So for you and for any other woman, how how are you able to grow, and how can a woman grow from that, Jasmina? Because that's a hard thing to do sometimes. Yes, that's one of the hardest things that I've had to go through in my life. But we, it's, again, it's all about it's a forgiveness process. What did I learn in this relationship? Uh, what was my part on it? Is uh, and to to learn from it, to have compassion and understanding, and turn it over to God and let it go, and 
So it's a, it's a process of healing uh, and, and this grief, the grief process. But even when someone dies, it reminds me, uh, when someone dies, it's, you, you do go through a process uh, of letting go. If you start thinking, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what didn't work in that relationship and, and those resentments will come up along with the grief. And it's very disconcerting uh, because, you know, you love that person, you're grieving that person, and where's all this stuff coming up that I didn't like about this person? So it's a, it's a process uh, of divorce, uh, but it can be done beautifully. Our culture uh, has a lot more maturing to do spiritually around that whole issue uh, to help the, the couple heal, learn a lesson, and create a new life. So, yeah, it was very, it was very, uh, very challenging uh, to go through that. Right. Uh, yet, yet now my son has a bigger family circle. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, that's a good, bigger. that's a good thing. Like I told yeah. my husband, I told, I also told him this. I said, shoot, we both broke. What? Did, how we going We can't even afford a divorce lawyer. Look, we both trying to. We already trying to make our ends meet. So hey, that's out of the question. We just yeah. don't have to fight. It's going through. Um, Jamina, yeah. you help. You help so many people, and that's that's a blessing to pass on your yeah. love. Because a lot of people don't pass on blessings. Blessings is not just car or that money. Blessings is when you get it. You're willing to share your wealth. You're willing to share your knowledge to others. And a lot of people don't understand that. But you help people build resilience. Why is that so important? Because we are we are co-creators of this world. We can bring that love out and change things on every single level. So we've got to be strong in our spirit connection. I help people realize uh, how they are strong and to bring that out in very practical ways in their life. Mm-hmm. So I right. say resilience uh, is compassion and resilience are going to, are changing the planet, the world. We can up to us to do it because uh, that's how God's working right now to us and, and wants right. to. Uh, so our the spirit needs our love as much as we need that connection of the love. So we're so powerful and to act out of that. It's real important. Yes. We hold the well, key. I tell you what, Yes, he does. I, oh, I'm so glad you said that. I say I have said that so many times in my previous shows, and yeah, it might do get a little redundant, but I, I repeat it because it's the truth. He holds the keys. That's the same way as if you're a mother or father, your child gets in the car with you and don't ask any questions. That's the same way you have to do with God. It's okay to question because he said ask. It's all throughout the Bible. Yes. He said, ask. But at the same yes. time, you have to be willing to trust him. You have to let, give him them keys and let him do the driving. That's all it yes, means. That's right. And I know. And right. Yeah. If, if we, we leave work unfinished in our lives. Uh, we, we don't always see completion. We're not meant to. We have, that's a thing to surrender to God, you know, the fruits of our actions, you know, to, mm-hmm. to create good and service. We, know, we may not finish. But someone else will carry it on. So, right. Yeah. We, we, uh, isn't it something to be so surrendered to spirit out a process that is, huh? <laughs> 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 a challenge. <laughs> it's always a new challenge in my life and all of us. And you think I'm done? Okay, God, I'm all done now. I'm going to get a vacation. <laughs> oh, you're not. No, no. That's, that's <laughs> life for you. 
that is life for you. There is no vacation time with God. I got to give you a challenge, and sometimes he'll challenge you or he'll let the devil challenge you. So those are things that you have to take upon yourself, and you have to know how not to surrender so easily. And I know yeah. there are some people, I know there are some people who are just like Jasmina. You are been, you have been through hell. I'm talking about the low down hell. You've been through it. You've been through it, but we're yeah. here to uplift you. You're not alone. Trust me, you're yeah. not alone. There is happiness. But it's, joy is, like I said, joy don't come from having that money or going out to party. Happiness is a no. choice. Happiness is something that you want, that you are willing to gain, and you have to leave. Sometimes you got to leave people alone. You don't want to. It might be hard, but are you willing to risk your own happiness just to be with those miserable people? I think not. And then yeah. you through trauma. Look at Jasmina. Jasmina, I've been through it all. Brain tumor, divorce. Her mother her mother felt like she, like you've been abandoned through your mother, but you found and chose to have, you chose to regain your happiness, and that takes a lot of courage, Jasmina. It does. And I am just so proud of you. Like I said, I want to share oh, tears because it's a, it is just a beautiful thing. And it, and a lot of people don't come back from that. They don't. It's hard to come back from all I that. Know. But, you fought, but you fought that battle. You did. You fought that battle. And that's why I'm saying it again and again because it's a battle out here. It's not easy. No one said it's easy. It takes baby steps and you just have to you got to keep fighting the fight so you can't fight no more. And God won't put That's no right. more anything you can bear. When you feel like you have given up hope, you go back in it again and you fight again. Regain your confidence. <laughs> regain your freedom. Regain your happiness. It's all there. And that's mean it's here. She untestified, honey. And get that book today. Uh-huh. You better get that book. And you better get right. And you better go ahead and get another book. And you know where it starts with. You know it starts with a B, that Bible. Don't grab both of those books. Jasmine, before we get off the air with you, what message do you intend to leave with the readers after they have read your memoir of your spiritual journey? I want you to ask ask your spirit to guide you. It take a breath in your heart. When you wake up in the morning, you ask spirit to you take a breath in the heart. You bring spirit in and ask God. Spirit to direct you and everything you think, do, and say, and go in your day. Kind of like right. Yeah. yeah, Divine Mother, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And to whom? Our God of the light, and 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 stay connected to your heart through your breath. You're just breathing in the heart, breathe in the heart, and breathe right. out the heart. Yeah, because right. God's in that. You can make him very fast. That's what I want to leave everybody with. And the other thing is to be grateful for something, three things, every day, no matter what happens, no matter what. Right. That's it. But, yeah. Ooh, you couldn't have said it no better, <sighs> too. Be thankful for every little thing. Don't be just thankful for the big things. Be thankful for the small things, the things that you think are un- yeah. are not recognizable. Be thankful for those. But, Jasmine, I thank you for sharing your truth today with us, sharing your your whole vision with us. You are a very enlightened oh. person and very inspiring to so many out there. Thank and I you. hope that has uplifted. If you didn't get a chance to listen, if you tuned in too late, you know it's always archived at brightsidewithk.com. 
Yeah. It would be on my face. It would be on my Facebook fan page, the Bright Side with Technicia. So definitely get this encouraging words and don't let the devil stop you. Matter of fact, don't even give him the glory. We gotta stop glorifying <laughs> him. Don't glorify him today. But Jasmine, thank you so much, and I, I hope for oh, so many blessings in your future endeavors. Thank you. You you are divine mother too. We're both moms, and it's so. We're mothers, mothers of, of joy yes, and we love. Are. Yeah, thank you, thank you. You are so welcome. And, and speaking of truth, my friend Mary Ellen, truth of the day is this. Express your enthusiasm for life. Go outside today. Participate in activities that require you to exert yourself physically. This physical activity will make you feel healthy and energized. Take a brisk walk or spend time at a gym. Expressing enthusiasm for life through physical activity is a natural way to increase your energy levels. Many times people respond to exhaustion or mental tension by becoming sedentary. I know it seems nice, yet when you engage in physical activity, you are challenging your body. Your body responds by pumping oxygen through your body, freeing toxins, and leaving you feeling energized. Today, enhance your energy levels by participating in vigorous physical activity. Enjoy the day, everyone. Express yourself, and don't you let that devil steal your joy today. Don't let him do it, because I'm here to tell you, he don't have the power, but you do. Empower yourself. Find it. I love you, and God also loves you, and I'll see you on another episode of Right Side with Technicia. God bless. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. 